Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode one of Four Beans in a Pod, uh, the meaning of a beaning. Uh, I'm Matthew, and I'll be the mediator of this podcast. Let me hand over to the two Charlies, and last but not least, James Flint, the rattlesnake. Cheers. So, my name's Charlie Gilbrook, a.k.a. the unluckiest geezer in the world, <laughs> a.k.a. co-founder of The Bean Talk, a.k.a. Sorry Watts for being in your room in your car. Seeing you. I am Charlie Watts. I am captain of the Black Pearl, and I love taking down the Flying Dutchman. I am from East Yorkshire. I also have the Black Pearl stores at Bridlington Harbour because I am hard as fuck. That's unbelievable, but number one, you are not the captain of the Black Pearl, Charles. That's actually rattled me big time because you prefer the Dutchman, (laughs) first and foremost. Why have you got a nibble this early in? Why has that happened? I'm f- I don't even. I don't even want to introduce myself anymore. It's not my fault. To be fair, come on, Flint, do it for the. To people. be fair, James Flint came in as Davy Jones, and it's just been stolen from him. Yeah, it's literally been taken away. Ev- it's been taken away from him. Like Madeline everyone on this Cannon. podcast, Matthew Clark, Matthew, Charlie Watts, Charlie Watts, Charlie Gilbert, Charlie Gilbert. I'm the only one who's put my name as Davy Jones. Cheers, and I've had that yeah. chat taken already. Well, this is why. This is why I went with this is why I went with the Black Bell because you took James. No, Jones, I like David Jones. He locked his heart away in the chest and to protect himself from birds, which is a smart manoeuvre from him. But I prefer the Black Pearl overall. Right, I feel like that's a pretty good introduction for you, Flint. Would you like to well, explain to the people as to why you are such a fan of not only the Black Pearl but Pirates of the Caribbean in general as a franchise? Pirates of the Caribbean 2, Dead Man's Chess, is an absolute cinematic experience. In one film, you've got the Black Pearl, Flying Dutchman, the Kraken, Davy Jones, Dave Jones Locker, Jack Sparrow, Gibbs, Jack the Monkey, William Turner, Bootstrap Bill, Elizabeth Swat. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Davy Jones has got tentacles for a chin and he's that way in a chest to protect himself from girls. I've, ne- I've never seen a manoeuvre for the boys like that. You can say you're for the boys, but have you locked your heart away in a chest to make sure you are that for the boys and you spend a lifetime of servitude on a ship? That's all I have to say. <laughs> well, <laughs> nice one. So now that everyone's introduced themselves, um, I feel like we should get on to our first proper topic of this podcast i mean to say that this podcast is going to have any sort of topics is a bold statement in itself um but we'll give it our best go i think the majority of it will be absolute waffle um but we will begin with the wage gap between boxing and ufc obviously boxing being the far more well-known sports globally (laughs) But UFC, it can't really be debated, is potentially the fastest growing sport worldwide. Definitely one of them. Uh, And how quickly do we think this wage gap is going to close? And can the current wage gap be justified? I'm going to hand over to Charlie Watts for his initial thoughts and we'll go from there. Well, I was watching, watching something with Dana White on the other day and basically he said, the superstars do get um, taken into the contract, basically. So how many pay-per-views you sell is how, like, you get a a cut of that. Um, But when I was looking at the stats, you're looking at 
Canelo Alvarez, who gets 35 million per fight, and that's on average. Recently, he's getting a lot more than that. Um, but then you look at Conor McGregor, who is probably the biggest yeah. UFC star ever. He still only averages about 10 to 15 million pounds per fight. So when you look, that's on pay-per-view only, yeah. So well, that's just what I'm talking about. There's a, there's a wage gap between the smaller the, the, the smaller fights, the UFC fighters, all the way through. It's split better throughout. So like, if you're a small-time boxer, you're yeah, not going to get as much money fair. as if you're in the UFC. Um, but I just wanted to d- discuss that, the, the larger... Um, the, the boxing, like you have to just take the example of John Jones. Realistically, he's having to fight for more money because he cannot get enough just money. A quick even one. though he's probably is John the best Jones to David Jones? He's still only getting sadly not. Sadly, sadly not. not. Cheers, cheers, <laughs> cheers. I think he he wishes he was. He's not he mate. He's was, not but, mate. Um, he's definitely can not can John Jones ninja. only go ashore think... once every ten years? Um, right, he's no. definitely not related. Then sack that one off. Cheers. No. Yeah, no, sadly he's not related. John Jones is arguably, well, <laughs> widely considered the greatest of all time within the UFC. However, there is a lot of, um, well, his legacy is very tainted because he's had multiple accusations of being a steroid user. Outside of the sport, he's done some questionable things. Um, but he is undefeated realistically and he has got 14 plus title defences but what makes the very good point that someone who's so massive and well known within their sport realistically isn't raking in the same money as a boxer who might be you know they might not even be the best in their sport and they'll be making double if not triple what John Jones is making so well, well, all you have to look at is AJ. Like, he, he, he's well. He could be. You could say he's the best heavyweight, but he's not because he's going to get KO'd by Tyson Fury. But he's still making sixty million a fight compared to John Jones, who is the best UFC fighter. He's only making five million. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think this all comes down to the popularity of the sport as well. Obviously, boxing's been going on decades, um, and obviously UFC. I feel like now is only. Like maybe in the last five six years has only slowly started to integrate into the mainstream media. So yeah, that's a very good point. That is a very good point. I was going to say like... it, it feel it feels easier. Like I, I obviously don't watch UFC, so I can only contribute a little bit. But like if there's a fight on boxing, you just chuck it on your TV, like put a pizza in and pay 20, 20 quid on a Saturday night. Do you know what I mean? Whereas whereas UFC, yeah. I genuinely like as a neutral wouldn't know where to start watching that. Yeah, I think the other thing is definitely marketing as well. Like a, a huge boxing fight, everybody knows about yeah. it. You know, AJ versus Klitschko was a massive event. Um, people who aren't even interested in boxing will watch that. Whereas I think that's the difference mm. between boxing and UFC. Only people who follow the UFC very closely will watch will it. watch a UFC fight. At best, they might know who Conor McGregor is because, like Watts said, he are, he is a massive superstar and he is arguably bigger than the sport but other than that um even if there was a ufc mega fight unless you follow ufc nobody's going to know about it whereas when it comes to boxing because of the popularity because of the marketing because of the money involved everybody knows well you say sorry you you finish clark um what, what, what i would say to that is you look at aj he's only got 11 million followers on instagram and you look at conor mcgregor he's got 36 million 
That's, so, a really, that's a very fair point. That's because McGregor is the waffle yeah, maker 3000. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. not wrong. It makes some serious look, fucking look. waffles. AJ, AJ, is very, AJ is very calm, collected, and very composed. McGregor just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> and that's what, that's what everybody loves about him. And that's why he's got triple the amount of followers as AJ does. He doesn't give a fuck, and he makes himself out to be yeah. Billy Big Bollocks. He, think, he thinks reality, he's the boy. Is he, even, is he even the top five of his no. own division? Debatable. No, he's not. If he, if he is, yeah. he's sitting at fifth. Well, who's in front of him and then Gilbrook? Do I say, do I uh, say what, no What, 155 more? or 170? 155, 155. Name me, five, name me four other people that are in front of him. Well, uh, first and foremost, you've got Khabib. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is undisputed. Undisputed, UFC lightweight yeah. champion. Um, I would argue, given his recent performance, Gaethje. Justin Gaethje is ahead of yeah. McGregor. Yeah, that's, obvi- that's obvious. That's yeah. so obvious. two. I can, um, I'd say Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. Yeah, despite taking oh, an absolute battering. I'm of a sorry. Loss, he was on a 12 fight yeah. win streak. I mean, if you watch that I'm fight sorry, against sorry, Gaethje, boys. and if you've ever seen a geezer get pummeled so much that his face had to twitch excessively <laughs> left to right 55 million times per second and having a seizure while still standing <laughs> is not better than Conor McGregor who gets put in a little guillotine by Khabib and he's like oh, oh, oh it was just it was just business I'm sorry it's business then I'm sorry you've got your fucking facts mixed up son I'm telling you Conor McGregor is not better than Ferguson. I would say Ferguson is sitting above Conor McGregor. Right, okay. So you need one more person. I. This is a bit of a rogue one from me. Um, and I know that you strongly disagree, Watts, which is very fair, but I would also oh, personally yeah. put Dustin yeah, Poirier going to say that. Conor McGregor. Yeah. Oh. He looked, he I, I wouldn't, we, we I wouldn't say that he's better but I would love to see a rematch with them too. Yeah, agreed. I feel like that rematch settles the debate between who is who is you know on top out of those two. If 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 McGregor absolutely smashes him in a rematch, then yep. fair play. You know, McGregor deserves his deserves his shot at either Gaethje yep. or Khabib. But in my current thinking is because Connor's been out of the sport for a few years, he's come back. He's realistically ended uh, an. Uh, not to disrespect him, but uh, fire on the way out in Donald Cerrone, and he's he's laid him out very quickly. And Cerrone since admitted that he didn't really show up no. to that fight. I'm yet to be convinced as to you know how good this Conor McGregor really is. So that's why I want to see him versus Poirier too, because I feel since their first fight, Poirier has undoubtedly improved, and McGregor has probably declined. Agreed. Yep. You make fair points, but you still got weighed in one minute and 30 seconds. Can I yeah, throw you know a what, wild card know. into the mix? Go on. For the top five, would Tony Hadley be worth a shout? Tony Hadley is the lead singer for Spandau Ballet, and Spandau Ballet produced the hit right. record Gold, as in, you are gold. You Precisely. Are gold. For that reason, yeah. I feel on pure singing ability, he would have any of those five. And for that reason, <laughs> and that reason alone, deserves some recognition, and that's why I've mentioned him. Agreed. I probably wouldn't put him in the top that five. Really be I'd probably put him in the top ten. But um, I would definitely love to see I just didn't. I just didn't feel we should have had that chat and not mentioned him. 
Yeah, no, that's fair. That's really good from you. Tony Hadley, if you're listening, um, keep up the good work. <laughs> yeah, really good. Re- really good for <laughs> Really good. Very good vocals. That's good. <laughs> going going yeah, on. Nice one, yeah, good. Going on from the top five lightweight UFC. What are we saying about the heavyweight? What are we saying? Oh, about that's that? a difficult one. No. Uh, I want to see DC versus Stipe three, and then Do I want to see front. I want to see Francis and Garner knock both of them out simultaneously. So Francis and yeah. Garner, which he's definitely yeah. Francis, Francis and Garner, in his last fight looked like he could absolutely roar through anybody. Yeah, but Gilbrook, you're giving it big ones. Have you seen him versus? Um, Stipe versus um, Ngarno. No, I haven't. To yeah. be fair, seen however, no, I have not. Watch it after this because honestly, mate, Stipe literally roars him. Really, in. he roars him in big. Time. He roars him I, in. I, but you've got a similar type situation. You could draw parallels to McGregor versus Poirier one, whereby since then, yep, you know, Stipe, Stipe is obviously a beast, and that's not really contested. But Ngarni's grown yeah, a lot. Yeah, he has. He's improved, um, and he's become even better yeah. and better. I think the fight. I really want to see is Ngannou versus DC. No, I don't want to see that. It'd get absolutely <laughs> I don't want to see DC. that. Nah. <laughs> For the record, Flint, DC is like the nice guy of the UFC. Like he's he's a commentator. He's pretty much everybody likes him. Um, and it's, yeah, it's difficult a, to dislike a, him. He's very difficult to dislike. He's just so he's like so guy. he's like the Steve um, Evans of UFC. Yeah, brilliant. That's exactly it. Who, who he was Steve the ex Mansfield manager. A bit of a gentleman. Good demeanour about him. Shook hands <laughs> with managers before and after games. Good, humorous, down to earth. Had a humility about him in post match interviews. Uh, really likable and authentic fella. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but is he is he as authentic? Where are we going really with good. this, Watts? Really good. <laughs> and you know who I'm talking about here. He's he to close himself. Yeah, he, he bigged it up and he fell. Come on. It was like a stack of finger. surely. Too high and it fell. We're still waiting. Oh, yeah. Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock. Oh, come on. Big card. I love Neil Warnock, but is he, is he, for opposition managers and opposition players, a likeable bloke? Probably not. And for the opposition, for us, he's likable because he looks no, at his players really, and goes, "Go and have a bath, son." Because I'll be sick if I carry on looking at you. That's yeah. absolute. The comedic value in that is absolutely <laughs> extortionate. But for opposition players, I'm not sure he's all too likable. No. Yeah. Personally, really, I, that's I a think massive shout. Favorite manager of all time. That, that is a massive shout. shout. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's hear everybody. Let's hear everybody. <laughs> we've we've digested it, boys, big time. We have digested and and we've diverted and we've we've made a serious tangent. But we will. Continue All right, next to up is Gilbrook. So. Um, it's Jurgen Klopp. Uh, as a Liverpool fan myself, it's gonna have to be Jurgen Klopp, <laughs> yeah. Rafael Benitez, and Gerard Julio. No. Oh no, I'm goodness me! I'd say top one. I'm go- uh, top one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to say it. I'm going to have to say it. It's Jurgen Klopp. The 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 spirit right. behind him. The the fire. 
everything that he brings to the game, what he's done for Liverpool is absolutely phenomenal. You cannot take that away from him. Um, I feel like he's... Can you wear that, boys? Can you wear that, boys? It's yeah, it's good, mate. Yeah, it's good. I'm going to fat myself even more when we bring back the Premier League and see you. Um, so, yeah, I'd, put, I'd put him thing. first. Second, because of his history, I'm going to have to say Jose Mourinho. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, he's done the bits and you can't knock what, he, what he's done. He's an absolute beast. Any team in the world would happily, happily have Jose Mourinho come into their team. To manage their team, everyone. Yeah, and then my third, my third, my third, I'd probably say big BR, big Brendan Rogers. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Jesus, they've got great yeah, character. They've got great character. You're a character man, yeah. Gilbrook. Brendan Rogers has done it for me. Goodness me. I think of the yeah. three, of Brent, the three, actually the joking, most questionable there, hands down, has got to be yeah. big Brendan. Brendan Rogers. <laughs> done the bits. Done the bits with Celtic. What are you on about? Done the bits with Celtic. I mean, it's the Scottish Premier League. I think anyone yeah, can do it. Cheers. We, we, what we've done there is, for the podcast, it's funny, but we've actually just taken away our whole target audience of Scotland. Cheers. <laughs> Economic, economically, that's <laughs> out of pocket. It's very hard, Clark. Can we think before we speak, lads? Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. I apologise. Yeah, to, to be Scottish fair, listeners. thank God you can edit that. Edit that out. Scrap it. <laughs> Oh, goodness Go me. On. Right, so we've got Jurgen Klopp, Jose Mourinho, and a very questionable Brendan Rodgers <laughs> in third. Um, I, I'm going to pass over to one of the two Man United fans on this podcast. Uh, I'm going to start with... James. Okay, for me, boys, I've got a um, a top two. I'm not going to go three because I don't think it really needs to go further than two. In second is Gary Caldwell, um, former Scottish professional footballer, played for Newcastle United, Darlington, Coventry, Derby <laughs> County, Hibernian, Celtic, Wigan Athletic, and was finally granted towards the end of his career a chance at management for Wigan Athletic. Didn't quite work out for him, so he went to Chesterfield, where, again, it didn't quite work out for him. Moving on to the top one managers of all time, for me, it has to be Ian Everett, Former centre-half for Chesterfield, again, played under Ian Holloway in the Premier League, a very attacking form of football and unlucky to go down that season. He is now manager of Barrow in the conference, who are top of the league and playing that good football that their supporters are labelling them Barrow Salona. Need I say any more? Passing on to you, Watts, because that case is closed. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Watts, take it there. Oh, I don't even know what to say after that, boys. I'm not gonna lie to you. Jeez. I'm sorry, but how in the how the fuck is Brendan Rogers questionable <laughs> when he's brought two two people from fucking Chesterfield? What's up? <laughs> What's that about? Right, Gilbert, very I, I'm not being funny. All right, if you think nah, it's questionable, that's an instant no, edit out. Right. That's an instant Go edit out. Go on to Google, Gilbrook, and look at the size of Gary Caldwell's head. Good. Do it. Do it. <laughs> just because he's got. I a, promise you. Just I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Right, okay. Wait a second. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna name my, my number one. Um, Jesus Christ, he's like Mega Mind Two Point <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna name my number one. It's, it's got to be Pep Guardiola. He brings the Barca sound. <laughs> oh, bald fraud! Come on, Clark. What have you got to say to that, Jesus? You got to back me up here. How many, Brendan how Rogers many, over Pep. How many hours? Brendan Rogers over Pep. Brendan Rodgers over Pep. I've oh, got as God. many houses as we need because I am not having that Sorry. as number one. 
as a Man United fan, you've put Baldy Baldyson, the Fraudiola, Fraudiola, Pep Guardiola. Number Sorry, one. Oh, I'm just going to have to interrupt and apologise for our one, our one viewer that we're going to have listening to this after hearing this absolute disgrace waffle that we're To be talking. fair, Gilbrook, I'm ve- very <laughs> Manchester sorry. City probably only has one fan anyway, so... Yeah, you're not wrong there. We've, yeah. The SPL yeah, and it is Pep himself. The, it's Pep himself. The SPL claim undoubtedly lost us listeners. This claim loses us nothing. Yeah, yeah, it loses yeah. absolutely nothing. So, with that in mind, Watts, please give me your reasoning as a lifelong Man United fan that you've put. Pep Guardiola as your number one manager. Um, the one reason is just to rattle you and that's good. To be honest. Well, you've well, succeeded really there. So second, who's coming in second? <laughs> what's 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 coming in second is yeah, big help. Um, you're a Chelsea run boy, <laughs> and you can do one. Yeah, yeah nice that's one. a good manager. Nice one. That's really nice. Good. <laughs> what has happened? What has actually happened? <laughs> oh, this top three discussions. Jesus, like I said before, mate, it's like a tower of Jenga. We're building it up, and it's all full. Imagine listening. Imagine no, actually no, coming in from work, listening to this. It's like a Jenga tower. They build it up, they build it up. And then there's an absolute anticlimax when we all just start laying into each other. Cheers, thanks. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, a good point was about to be reached, but then it just got absolutely sidetracked right. by some serious yeah. waffle. Come on then, Clark. Top three is num- num- right. number one. Nah, my- mine's Neil Warnock, Sir Alex Ferguson, and Jose Mourinho. That's my top three. So oh, that's very solid. Yeah, that's that good from you. Um, one, I'm coming in with the the goat manager, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson. Can't take away from what he's achieved in the game. At number two, I'm going to go in with Jose Mourinho as a lifelong Chelsea fan. Very biased. Um, he's definitely the manager who I enjoyed the most. Flint continues. Yeah, this is really good. Stop it. Stop it. It. Stop Stop it. Right, I'm literally sat back in my seat now. No more. Stop, Stop it. it. You're not sorry, mate. Otherwise, you wouldn't have done, you wouldn't have done it the well, second what time. What am I supposed to sit here with water? Oh, goodness me. Yeah. You should have came prepared, mate. Yeah. I'll tell you what you do, Flint. You leave your phone wherever it is. Well, what, what if you lot had gone, Flint, what's your opinion on it? And there's just absolute dead silence. Cheers. Silence. Well, then we'll fill it in with some outstanding oh, right. Sorry, improvisation. That's yeah, it's really bad. So right. for the third time, we're keeping that. We're keeping oh, that okay. in. We're keeping that in because I can't be yeah, able to cut it out twice. So <laughs> uh, third place, as I was explaining prior to James Flint clanging around his house so he can open an, a nice cold uh, Nelson. I'm going to give it to Arsene Wenger oh, because I think Jesus that Christ. although he failed, although he, although I just had a massive off, acid reflux in my esophagus. <laughs> right, okay, Quark, okay, Quark, that, can I just say I, I agree with you there? In the, well. When Wenger first came oh, to England, oh, oh, oh dear friends. <laughs> how, 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 how old are we? How old are we? Come on, Flint. Can I, Go on, then. give I, us your backing. Give us your backing. Give us your reason. Go on. Cheers. Yeah. When let, Arsene Wenger first came to England from France, he revolutionised players' diets. Like they used to, they used to just eat eggs and chips all day, like my diet now. And then he revolutionised it, and he like kind of brought into football the sports science side of it. And without that, now football would be as nowhere good as as it is, if that makes sense. We we He's did still think... French. Do we just systematically this, send this for every nation job. on the planet? Should we just do it? Should we just do it? 
We're not editing it. At the end of the day, mate, there's people dying out there with coronavirus at the minute, and I reckon they should be listening to this because this might actually give them some. So strength. you're saying might we've think, invested? They might actually think, you know what? You know what? I might be dying in bed in hospital for three weeks with coronavirus with this thing stuck down my esophagus, but realistically, at least I'm not on a podcast with these fucking. So we we've, we've invested billions of pounds into a vaccine, and you're saying the cure is four beans in a pot. Correct. Yes. Correct. Someone. Get... It's a new life of entertainment. Oh my! Oh, Barry, it bless you. Goodness yeah, me! Seeing you, that's staying on. However, um, the point about Wenger, yeah, he did change it when he came in. He is still the only Prem manager to go undefeated in a Premier League season. Which... You... How do you feel, Watts, for single-handedly bringing down the Four Beans in a Pod podcast? Why is it? Why is it not called Four Beans in a Podcast? Oh Yo, my we could definitely God, Jesus it, Christ! Yeah. You just blown my absolute oh, sweet off. Oh God, that is top class from you. But if you think about it, when we publish it, it'll be Four Beans in a Pod. The oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. True. yeah, yeah that, sounds, that sounds that sounds yeah. better. That's nice that, improvisation, that Flint's really, Flint, really good oh, from you. Flint, come on, you bald yeah, fraud. You know you're, better, you're better than I, that. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to make excuses. I'm not going to do it. Right. Following, following on from the previous segment, um, I'd like to raise another debate, which is very much topical and important. Who has the stronger hairline? Pep. It's got to be Pep. Or <laughs> it's got to be Pep. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I tell you, boys, I'm I'm not sure I told you. I went for a haircut at Christmas to, I won't name the barbers in Chesterfield because I don't want to create a substantial hit for their business. I tell you what, they're not in business at the minute, so I may as well. No, I'm joking. There's (laughs) livelihoods on the line here. Anyway, I went in for a haircut and said Barbara, as he was cutting my hair, ruffled his hand through my hair. And I'm not joking here. He said, and I quote... 30 hairs came out. All right, cheers. No, he said, and I quote... (laughs) (laughs) He said, your hair's really thick. It's just you've got none of it. How, how much of a really violation is that? <laughs> yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, I'll tell you what's even more of a violation is that the bird's nest Gilbrook's head of Gilbrook's yeah. skull. Correct. Yeah. I had four <laughs> pigeons doing a 360 circumference the whole time that I fucking walked to the park the other day, eyeing me up to lay its eggs... <laughs> fumed and what's even worse than that is the duck tail whatever you want to call it on the back of Charlie at the Watt. end of the day we all had dead trims let's face it yeah at the end of the day my trim is deeply yeah. deeply average and anyone could pull it off therefore this this podcast shouldn't be called four beans in a be- in a pod it should be called four fucking yeah. dead trims yeah, no in a lockdown four would, dead trims great. in a lockdown i would say my hair is absolutely shame. i really rate your hair what seriously i think it's oh. massive chat mate i think it's really dead chat it's, it's farmer chat and yeah. it's dead i don't rate it if it's you one look thing, like just a typical essex geezer mate that gets a haircut well if if we if we're going, if we're going down the road, we can't, we can't uh, marginalise or whatever you want to call it. Gil, yeah, you, you've just done Gil, there, Gil, Gil, what we've simultaneously done there is we've Listen, marginalised farmers and we've also marginalised people from Essex. Good. 
Well, me and Gilbrook are both from Essex. All right, fair. And Watts is a farmer. And yeah, farmers (laughs) don't actually have their own nationality, for seeing you, but they are all nonces. I mean, we we definitely can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's getting safe. I can't say anything yet. Gilbrook, you've just labelled all farmers as kiddie fiddlers. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then you literally sat there going, That's you massive think, "Why can't that be cut? Why do you think?" Good. That's massive. Chat. Well, I think the phrase, the phrase, the phrase "farmer chat" is uh, yeah, yeah, brilliant, fun. Yep. Yep. Decent. I think that's fine. I think that's absolutely fine. Jesus Christ, this is going to be a busy, busy job yeah, for me. Yeah, big fucking editing. We're going to be left Let with 45 right. seconds. <laughs> this Keep that in because yeah, that's glass. The actual, the actual entire podcast is going to be, hi everyone, this is episode one. Of, <laughs> and uh, thank you for joining the podcast. It's been absolutely lovely. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, boys, we're all supposed really to say stuff that's actually broadcastable. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, I don't think I'm going to be promoting this on my social media anytime soon. Let's just hope that that it develops a naturally growing fan base of people that we have. Do you know in in Pirates of the Caribbean 2, Dead Man's Chest, when Jack Sparrow goes into the basement of the Pearl (laughs) and sees Bootstrap Bill, and Bootstrap Bill has a chat with him, and he's like, your time is up, and gives him the black spot on his hand, and Jack Sparrow is languishing in the depths of the pearl. We yeah. just need to hope that this podcast languishes in the depths of Spotify yeah. or Apple Podcasts or whatever, and no one ever finds it. A bit like Bootstrap Bill, and he's got all oysters and starfish on his face and job lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I completely Great. agree. That might be the only thing that we unanimously agree on this the one entire thing episode. That I, can, that I can say that will be a statement is this will be the best underrated podcast there is out there no one no one will do a podcast like this if anyone does listen to this if anyone does stumble upon this podcast just know that you have found an actual gold mine of comedic content absolute scenes you really have now given that this podcast is titled the meaning of a beaning um i do feel like that does need a bit of backstory as to how or has to how the term a beaning Gilbrook Gilbrook you're like take so, it away son I'm originally from Essex <laughs> what's that, what's that got to do with anything <laughs> five hour journey <laughs> five hour journey to Newcastle it's got context and it's got a context. five hour Continue. journey to Newcastle why did, why did you make the five hour journey because I wanted to get on a sesh with the boys because I absolutely because... love the boys there I took go. four fines, three missed trains, four hours worth of delays to come to the to come to the tune to see the boys. That is commitment. Anyway, so I stumble in, see Clark, see Flints. Watts isn't there because he's fucked off on his on his surprise holidays. Snake, go down, sit down. We're about to have our first meal, and Clark comes in with the biggest tin of beans I've ever seen in my life on his plate, all sprayed out. And since then. It's been all about the beans. Not only did we subscribe to a submission page on Facebook, which states every part of beans inside and out, but we actually took it upon ourselves to open a tin of beans, individually wash them and place them inside Mr. Watts's bedroom and car and hairspray can. We are not 
only just in it for the beans. I'd just like to add a little bit here in that my personal favourite was that Watts has paracetamol on the side of his bed (laughs) and we emptied the paracetamol uh, packet, washed all these beans off, lifted up the little silver metal foil lids, placed a bean... It eats the paracetamol <laughs> holes. So what sort of woken up in the middle of the night and been like, oh, God, I've got a headache. Gone for a paracetamol and swallowed a single washed bean. <laughs> bean. If, that, if that is in chat, I actually don't know what is. Yeah, you can't really yeah. dispute it. And what I would like to, you know, get an insight into is when you got back to your room box <laughs> and, you discovered, and you discovered that you'd been absolutely beamed, what were your first thoughts? My first thought... He's still rattled by the bean. I just thought, I just thought, what absolute pricks. I've got on... I've been taken on a surprise holiday. I've left my room open so they can play my PlayStation and I get frigging beamed. Good. And I let them take me car to go to the gym and they just disrespect me by beaming me room. What we, what we thought is that obviously, like, so we'd, is, we'd, is... Be, we'd be in your room and you'd be fed up with beans and you were there for months finding beans. So you'd like want to escape from your room and you'd go to uni and come back and then you'd go to the gym and you'd get in the car to go to the gym and there were still beans. You'd be constantly haunted by the bean. Wherever you went were beans. If you wanted to escape the beans, unlucky beans get beaned. I, th- I think I remember. Like, didn't we one day go to Tesco's and we bought three tins of beans and we were going to feed the sheep or goats with beans? Yeah, we were. Was that was that was that a dream or was that an actual idea that we were going to go? We did plot with. There's there's sort of goats or sheep in Jesmond somewhere, and we did plot to feed the goats beans. And Charlie Gilbrook even checked on Google, and Google said legit. Goats love beans. It, it wasn't just goats like beans or ghosts. Goats digestive system. It was literally love beans. It was literally goats love beans. And that love, that love <laughs> was in bold. Yeah, it was in bold. Underline. So when we did eventually make the journey to Jesmond Dean, only to find that the goats were all locked away, we were livid. They missed out on the times of their lives. She decided to feed me. <laughs> yeah. So so we thought instead of instead of feeding the goats beans, why don't we just why don't we just bean the little fucking goat that's upstairs in the fucking house and just bean his room? You're what a more bean. would you want to do? I'm gonna bean you, you little bean. At the end of the day, you say it's disrespectful that I bean you I bean your room and car. But what's more disrespectful is that your mate plans to come up for a weekend at and one out of the 52 weekends of the year, you actually decide to go on a surprise skiing holiday. And uh, yeah, and it actually lasts the duration that I'm in Newcastle. So it's not even <clears> like it was a surprise. It was like you you prematurely plotted it. Well, to be fair, we didn't we did know about it before, but Clark just didn't yeah, want to tell you. Cheers. Yeah. Oh, so Clark's a snake. Really good Clark. <laughs> yeah, so at the end really of the day, I'm always the rattlesnake. snake. Yeah. yeah. Good. That's yeah, good. But yeah. Hopefully that provides some insight into uh, the meaning of a beaning. Um, if we've done, if we've like... done little this episode, at least we have at least explained that. Indeed, and yeah. I think a, a topic that will come up in subsequent episodes and perhaps the entire podcast in general will always be beans. Um, but we will save the discussion of your top ten 
if not top five brands of beans for another day. Jesus Christ, because yeah. I'll you're tell not you wrong. What, that requires some serious things. That is a hell of a podcast. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, I could string off 66 brands of beans right now. Right. Well, we'll hold <laughs> to that in another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll have, I'll have my minute dedicated to the brands of beans. Mm. Delightful. Next episode, four beans in a pod, <laughs> brands of beans. Yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Clark, have you found all the beans that we beaned your room? Well, this is the thing, right? So <laughs> the the beaning the beaning was not a one off occasion. It obviously continued, and my room was quite severely beaned, much to my own disgust and betrayal, because I thought that I'd signed a pact with James Flint and Charlie Gilbrook that we would never ever bean each other. Uh, but this was obviously short lived, because at the end of the day, we are all snakes. Uh, so when I did find that my room was absolutely covered and slathered and slobbered in beans, I, I almost had to applaud it. However, there is a rumour that there's one bean that I'll never find. <laughs> there is the Gilbert, we're not joking. No, it's, 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 a, it's, a gr- it's unbelievable where we place these beans. Well, given that we don't live oh, in the house, you're anymore, joking, I feel like there's no better moment to reveal where said bean I'm is. I'm not willing to do it. I think we. I think you should leave it for the next family, for the next for the and next. Imagine walking yeah. into twenty. Well, I yeah. won't say the address. So I don't want him to get egged or anything. But imagine walking yeah. into that house next and moving in, and there's just beans. You'd be like, "Why is there beans? Why are they in such yeah. an obscure location?" <laughs> and not only that, the house has been deep cleaned. It's been it's been approved. It's been checked, and the 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 state agents are happy. And despite that, there's still beans. You're never going to find the beans. Right, okay, well, there's literally beans deep rooted in the beans. Do you know the Matrix where they go blue pill or red pill? Well, yeah. this is just bean or bean. Bean or bean, yeah. Yeah. And there's no in between. Yeah, exactly. Bean that's, or that's... be beaned. Yeah, well, that that is the question. Yeah. To bean yeah, or not to bean. Question. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess that the location of said bean is going to go to the grave with the two of you but I'll have to accept that <laughs> good yeah that was really good good boys after this snapchat me and tell me <laughs> brilliant Clark, Clark really will never know. no I'll I'd like to tell you, you that. I'd like to never. tell you I'm over it but I'm really not I do I do good. lose sleep at night of, of because of this bean Ch- Chaz have you just had a chunk on the vape stick <laughs> yeah, why? So it sounds like we've we, we sounds like we've just invited Thomas a tank engine to join our fucking podcast. That's why. Throughout this podcast, there's just several moments where you go and you've got vape stick firing yeah, but... the long burst Longburster three point five TC one hundred on go. Cheers. Have you upgraded? Have you upgraded cheers, to the cheers. model? What's what's the new one? I don't even know what this one's called. Self fellatio oh, two thousand. <laughs> what flavour are we talking? Oh, I don't even know, Clark. Oh my god, imagine if there was a flavour. Oh my god. Beans. Jesus I was just Christ. about to say. Jesus I'm so- Christ. I'm it right now. He's searching it. Whoever, it. whoever listens to this podcast, whoever listens to this podcast, if there isn't a flavour of beans for vapes, what are you actually fucking doing with your business? I've Create one, sell I- them. 
I've just put bean flavored <laughs> beans into Google. Bean flavored beans. Yep. Great. Really good. Right. Okay. What's it come up with? Bean flavored <laughs> beans. Are you okay? <laughs> You're supposed to search for vapes, not beans flavored beans. Nah, there's no, there's no beans. Right, well, we go that's, that's... So a... not only have I come up with a Dragon's Den £400,000 <laughs> investment idea, but I've actually given the opportunity for business to jump on the bandwagon and get there before I do. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want yeah, to but... say you're welcome. <laughs> nice one, cheers, decent cheers. Yeah, very cheers. Mm. I will take 2% equity of your business. 2% percent's right? not a lot, Gilbert. Thank you. Mate, it's all right because I know that the bean com- the bean industry makes makes a turnover of nine point two billion. Does it actually? Have you put that, or is, does it actually? I no, mate. Bean industry that now. turnover. I I I only know that because I've got that imprinted above my bed. It's a fact. Flint is type. I literally am. Yeah. Oh my god! The first article, New York Times, March twenty twenty. A boom time for the bean industry. Yeah. Big wins. <laughs> oh my Good. god it's it's starts with a quote right one bean supplier said it's just shocking i used to be the loneliest man at the farmer's market jesus yeah jesus Carry on. on i'm just i'm to scan this quickly boys you put me on the spot my god right do, do, do you need a bit of help whilst Fl- flint is, needs um... the geezer on the laptop but it He's going to be a bit oh like Jamie God. and Rogan. A bit Sa- like Jamie Sa- sales of me. black beans, pinto beans and other canned beans have spiked as much as 400%. In the last week, Goya, which I presume is a company, not the last week, this was in March, has delivered 24 million cans of beans to retailers. My God. Jesus Christ. Well, let me, on the topic of bean statistics, Flint, may I remind you of the stat, the top 10 baked beans Eating countries in the world. What was the comparison? Do you oh. remember of our great nation compared? Do to you remember, world? or are you just asking me? When, when, we're number, we're number one by about forty percent, aren't we? It's not. Even we're number 40%. one by about forty percent, aren't we? It's not even forty percent. We're talking. We're talking. Right. Are you ready? Oh, I'll talk, talk to me. Facts here, talking... boys. Two hundred percent. Are you 200%. ready? Right, we're talking. We're talking at gold number one, first Good. place, Great Britain, with a whopping, staggering four hundred and forty-four million nine hundred eight thousand and eleven units of beans sold to the UK. Right, that's four 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 million. In second place, on the other side of the world. You've got down under Australia in second with only a measly 60 million, <laughs> which means into my calculations that we are actually times six in the intake of beans of the whole of Australia. And can I say that the United Kingdom is about 10 percent of the whole so population? Second place. That second place is phenomenal. Australia and we outbeam them by six. We actually outbeam them by seven. We have, yeah. Ah, uh, no. Yeah, we well, have. You're waffling here. So. Sorry, my maths weren't. You, you, you weren't quite on there. You're, you're waffling. You're, you're waffling here, four. Gilbert, because we've got 65 million people living in our country, and Australia have only got 25. Right. I think the point that Gilbert what? was trying to make was Australia as a landmass 
absolutely that's what I was dominate Frankie Clark. Thank but population-wise, we have got them. But I tell you who we haven't got. Who haven't we got? We haven't got the Canadians and the Americans who come in at less than 40 million beans. Yeah. And we are 10 what? times. We are doing 10 times their numbers. Can I just say that the United States isn't even in the top 10 of bean smugglers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's bean yes. smugglers got to do with anything? Sorry, I'm just sorry. saying, they're not snapping beans on the regular like Great Britain smuggler. <laughs> to be fair, I meant to say snappler, but it came out smuggler. But I just was going to try and go with it. But just went to call me out. I've just got this image, mate, of people crossing borders and smuggling beans. <laughs> to be fair, I'd rather do that than any Class A drug, I'm not going to lie. To be fair. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Jesus. People talk about blood diamonds, but the real conversation is blood beans. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the bean smuggling industry. Data from Heinz, who have just named Trafford as the part of the UK that consumes the most beans, with an incredible 553,000 Tims bought there last year in Trafford. It's a lot Jesus. of beans. That is a lot Half of a mill of beans. They seriously love Jesus. beans. Well, boys, I think we've made a very first solid podcast here. That's a very good effort. An hour and a half in. Hour and a half. We've, we've covered all we've, our we've topics. Bless we've you. a lot of topics. We've got a lot of topics yet to discuss. Yeah. Um, we've definitely got to look forward to our top five brands of bean. Yeah. Um, which good. is going to be a whole Can't episode wait. in itself. That's Can we talk place. about the next one? Can we talk about our favourite ships? I'm so unbelievable. The seven seas. Jesus Lord. Can we, we will, can we also we potentially have the battle of I mean it's not really a battle because there's only one winner, but the battle of Lord of the Rings versus Pirates of the Caribbean. At the end of the day, I feel like we should keep this all a secret and you know keep our one viewer guessing on what we're going to do. I've got a lot of time for that. Episode. next episode yeah that is. i don't want to give any secrets away because you know i don't want to spoil it for that one viewer yeah so just tune in next week or whenever we're going to do the next one and you'll be in for a massive let me tell you a massive surprise yeah you won't even be able to predict what we don't even you know will not be disappointed about. we don't even know we actually don't to be fair we're, we're, we're not yeah. lying there we're fully not pulling a uh pulling a fast one on you we're really not the surprise we have no idea. will get us all yeah. 75% of this podcast, we didn't even know what we were going to talk about. Because we just winged it. We just do waffle on. We do waffle. Big waffles. Indeed. Right, boys, I'm tired. Be seeing you. Be seeing you. Thank you for listening, Perfect. everybody. Thank Be you for you. listening and tuning into our podcast. 